0: hello everyone this is your host justin st teal and this is the second episode of the young gifted and non-dominant podcast Young Gifted and Non-Dominant is an online publication that seeks to connect diversity opportunities in business, finance, public policy, STEM, and a plethora of other verticals. Along with a comprehensive database of internship and program opportunities, YGNN offers op-eds and a great deal of tactical advice regarding securing those opportunities. Please check out our website, www.younggiftednondominant.com, for more info. On this show, I'll keep you updated on diversity opportunities, have guests who have experienced the programs to tell their stories and share advice and as always strive to connect brilliant students of color with career advancing opportunities for the second episode of the podcast i had the absolute honor of interviewing nectar knuckles Hello, Nectar. So great to finally have you on. Very excited about today. Thank you for having me. Uh, To start off, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, Where did you grow up? What did you major in? Uh, What have you been doing professionally? That sort of information. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I grew up in Warrington, Pennsylvania, which is about 40 minutes north of Philadelphia and when I came to Barnard, I originally applied thinking that I would do political science and English, and then I took an art history class with Professor Albero, who was intro to the history of photography, and I just loved it, and I said, okay, I guess I'll major in it. And so since then, I had First worked at a gallery for a few months after graduation. I then started a joint fellowship um, in between the Studio Museum in Harlem in a year and um, the Museum of Modern Art. Spent a year at each in curatorial and I recently and when,
0: when you say, sorry to interrupt, oh, but when you course. say curatorial, what exactly does that mean?
1: Yeah. So, curatorial um, the curatorial department at a museum, they are the ones who organize the exhibitions. So, from the inception of what it is that they want to show whether it's like a monographic single artist show or a group exhibition um to literally picking the works that hang on the wall doing the wall labels that accompany it um all of that and so that's where i was working for the past two years and i started two weeks ago doing the same kind of role as a curatorial project assistant at the whitney museum of american art
0: that is very exciting yeah very cool um, now my second question is is sort of about you um, being a woman of color what was your experience like majoring in art history
1: mm-hmm. um, for sure a little bit similar to the experience of just being a black woman at barnard where but a little bit worse because at least um, like on campus you <laughs> see other black people and whatnot mm-hmm. and barnard history come in barnard's terms it's a fairly fairly big major there was maybe about 30 of us um majoring in it at the time when i graduated in 2017 and two of us were black and then there were maybe three other women who were of color and so very much so you're doing this whole thing where you're learning about visual representation what it is to take up space what it is to define identity all of these things and you're moving through these notions very much so constantly like the only one in the room um and so i mean it was very interesting because it's this notion of you being able to apply your lived experience of that to what it is that you're studying that Mm -hmm. often just resonates and makes sense and so moving through that at barnard which really does have like a beautiful history department but again I mean, not even again, I didn't say it before, but there's no, no one on Barnard's faculty in our history is of color to my, like, I don't know if anything has changed in the mm-hmm. past two years since I've been here, but no one was. When I went in to write my thesis, I had to go to Columbia because Professor Kelly Jones is over there, and she's very much so becomes sort of a beacon for everyone to do that. Um, I think she's the only Black art history professor, Professor Varani is of color as well. Mm. Um, so it's pretty. It's the field itself, though, is pretty limited. It's very much so. You don't see black art historians mm. that are actually like at professor um, urban like tenure track level, and of course that's been shifting, but very very
0: slowly. Got it. And what what advice would you have of someone trying to navigate this?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean. Definitely, you kind of just have to keep your head up during all of it and then also understand that if you I mean, of course, you don't have to be black and go into art history and then focus on like black art. Like that Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be anything that you do. But if that is something that you're focused on, it's this notion of you're constantly energized by the fact that the work that you're doing is important to be done because it just it isn't. Um, on a grand level and so that's really reassuring and then also but like the biggest thing is really finding your community because so much of what the art world is is really nurturing community and identifying community and thinking about the complexities as to like how that is being formed and how that is living out and so very much so even though like I didn't really have anyone in like the art history department to lean upon there are friends and other who are doing other majors? Who are doing other disciplines? And there's such a an overlap with those that's very much so helps guide you in the work that you might want to do.
0: Got it. I was also curious if uh, the material in the major was inclusive of more contemporary, mm-hmm. um, uh, like art of artists of color, whether mm-hmm. that's Virgil Abloh, Off White, or uh, Toyan mm-hmm. Adutola. Uh-huh. Um, if it's inclusive of of that,
1: right? I mean, <laughs> I would say that it's sort of the pens like for instance for me i was art history but i also was trying to double minor in english and french so i basically took the bare minimum of art history classes required for you to get the major but um i mean for instance if you think about the to intro, the intro class that you have to take it's you have to take it per semester there are two semesters of it and so it takes you from very early period like very early periods like 14th century and then to modern contemporary day mm-hmm. and then like At the time, I'm pretty sure like you would maybe like Kehinde Wiley was an artist of the course, but it very much so is not addressed very heavily in that kind of general course. They're like Kelly Professor Jones has a course, um, Arts of African Diaspora, but that's a graduate course. Um, I honestly... Don't really know very well if that's something that was done. I think that it's interesting because, especially being in New York, you have to, the professors in the department have to be cognizant of what they're lacking. I mean, just because there is this notion of, like, all art art is representation. So to be able to, like, look at the demographic of the school, to look at your students, to mm-hmm. look at who the professors are, there very much so should be this notion of, okay, we're lacking in A, B, and C. And so you want to think that they are really considering that. In a lot of ways, like Toyin being an artist-in-residence here is speaking to that movement. There have been a lot of pretty beautiful talks, like, after I graduated, where, like, City of Hartman is here. Um, who else? There was someone I really, really like whose name i'm forgetting now there was like there's been like a couple of artist talks that have occurred like with like Professor jones and whatnot since i've left as well and so but that is something again that exists sometimes in programming which is lovely to supplement your education mm-hmm. but you also want to be able to give these artists their fair due and being able to like look at their work critically and scholarly yeah. at the same time
0: got it got mm-hmm. it um And regarding your your, uh, curatorial fellowship, uh, we've talked a bit about what the day-to-day aspect of it would be. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear about what the application process was like Mm -hmm. at both your previous role and your current role. Right,
1: so the fellowship is very new. Um, I was in the second starting, when did I start? 2017. So in 2017 I was in the second cohort, meaning that I suppose it started in 2015 because that's two years. And so the application process has since changed <laughs> um, a little bit, which is in some ways good. Mm-hmm. Um, so very much so like when I went in, it was like classic cover letter, CV, resume, letter. I think, I don't know. I think you only needed one letter of recommendation. Okay. That was fairly, like, fairly straightforward. Had one interview, it was with six people because it was with the people at the Studio Museum in Harlem and the people at Moment that I might be working with. So it was pretty intense. Like <laughs> It was a lot for me personally, because I was like, oh, okay, there's six of you and one of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like a one and done. Like I interviewed, I only had one interview. Seamless, I got it. It now is a lot more competitive, which is good. I think in each iteration, like more people become aware of it, mm-hmm. more people are applying to it. I had, I know someone who has three interviews for the fellowship this year. And didn't get it unfortunately, but like went through a pretty rigorous process. So that much is a that's a lot of it. I mean, the interview is very important just because it's this whole notion of when you're get when you get the interview. That's like one thing because there are a lot of people on paper who are very much so capable of doing this work. And so the fellowship especially is catered towards. Um, I don't know if they are saying perhaps they're saying people of like underrepresented groups, which is a essentially meaning of color. Um, And so there are a lot of people on paper who are able to do it, but so much of it is also like the fit of who your supervisor might be, the project that you might be working on. So Mm -hmm. that's pretty subjective in it. And so like, as much as like, I can always say that like I was prepared and like sort of had enough knowledge to be able to do the job. I also, part of it is just being able to like- Depends on. The fit. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you remember, I, I know this is kind of far back, but do you remember any of the questions you got in the interview?
1: Um, definitely, every interview that you're always going to do in the arts are going to be like, oh, what's the last thing that you saw that you really uh, okay. enjoyed? And then you have to be able to articulate that. Um, a lot of the time they'll ask you what your research interests are. And that can be something, it doesn't have to be something that you like, did a research, like you went somewhere and researched this thing. It very much can be like, what are you considering? What are you thinking about? That's um, important. Artists who have influenced you. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really always ask us, but sometimes I think it's nice because sometimes being a curator, kind of, I don't even want to call it a thankless job. That just as like most people. Just if you go to a museum, you're not like looking at who, like, like oh, curated by. We're gonna, yeah, you're not looking yeah. at that. So sometimes it's nice to think to be able to mention curators whose work you do enjoy. Um, that's helpful as well. But yeah, very much so. You ask questions, asking you to contextualize yourself in the field at large. And so like my interview process similar at the Whitney as well, where, I mean, I had an interview with HR, then I had an interview with the director of curatorial affairs then I had an interview with the director and the chief curator's assistant. Then I had an interview with the chief curator. Mm -hmm. And, like, some phone calls in between. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not nice because they really want to make sure that, like, one, you're able to do, like, able to, like, logistically and administratively do the work, but then also that you're able to sort of help push the work where it should be.
0: Got it. Now, for mm-hmm. your new role, what are some, like, of the, uh, the prerequisites that mm-hmm. you think an applicant should have going in?
1: Right. Um, I mean, for either job, for sure, majoring if you're not a major in art history, at least having taken courses mm-hmm, yeah. in it, for sure, um, foundation. Uh, very fortunate just because we go to school in New York, I was able to intern beforehand, but I also had an interned at an institution before. Like I had interned at a couple of art magazines and a couple of art galleries, but I hadn't actually worked at a museum. So I wasn't, like I hadn't used the museum system, like art database that a lot of museums have. I hadn't really, like, organized a checklist in that capacity, but very much so being able to write is very, very important. Like you need to be able to write about an artist, write about an exhibition, write like being able to like write little text describing works, you very much need to be able to contextualize um, through language. And you also, it needs to be pretty good on organization in the sense that a lot of the time when you're early in the curatorial field, a lot of your work as a curatorial assistant or fellow or what have you is being able to like sometimes your boss is like ooh, big picture this is what the exhibition will be and this is what i'm thinking but like you're the one who needs to like, like do the loan form yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make sure that we're on schedule make sure that things go to publication that they go to education that they do all of that so being able to sort of take ownership over something and being able to say like, hey, I know that you're thinking about A, B, and C right now, but we really need to do one, two, and three like immediately. And so like feeling like confident and assured in yourself that you are able to sort of take that charge. And now you have a
0: a very extensive list of experiences in this world. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that... Curatorial work and and work in the this industry is based on networking connections, mm-hmm. or you believe they're just cold emailing with right. with the correct credentials, would, right? Would allow for that to happen. Yeah,
1: definitely, it's uh, networking. <laughs> <Got> it. <laughs> <laughs> like you have, like that is not to say that you have to know body to get somewhere, but you usually have to know somebody. Know somebody who know at least knows somebody else okay. <laughs> to help get you okay. there. It. Um, it's very much so you sort of. I mean, and there are ways in which it happens organically, and there are ways in which it happens inorganically. For instance, the idea of an art gallery opening, like a Thursday night art gallery opening in Chelsea, people are just in the streets. They're like walking through the galleries. They're talking, da da da. Like that, in and of itself, is like meant to be for the artist to celebrate the opening of their work, and it's very much so. Networking event like you're talking to people, like you're meeting collectors, you're meeting artists, you're meeting creators, you're meeting writers. So, there's this notion of, to one extent, feeling the need to go out into the world and like introduce yourself to who people are and to like have other people vouching for you and whatnot. But it also, there are ways in which it happens very organically. Like, for instance, in my fellowship, there are six of us in my cohort, we all very luckily clicked very easily. And like, I like they are like my colleagues, but they're also my friends. Mm Um, Like, someone who was in the fellowship is also working with me at the Whitney, which is, like, such. (laughs) She's a godsend for that. But um, there are ways in which, like, just especially when you're thinking about the black art world there's this notion of like everyone is trying to help everybody else like they like the idea of there not especially what happens with a lot of like women that there's like they feel like there's not enough space at the table everyone is very much so like if i'm going to be here then i'm going to bring someone else, at least that's one amazing. other person that's like with cool. me and so that's very important so that's a part of it as well but you'll have people who are older than you who are championing for you. You'll have people like your peers who are trying to be like, oh, look, have you heard about this thing? Have you heard about this thing? Like I, like, I used to work here. Like, do you want me to put you in contact with it? Let me just send you an email with the MCC, that kind of situation.
0: Got it, that's awesome. Yeah. And then to, to wrap up here, um, I wanted to ask from the time that you declared your major to kind mm-hmm. of contemporary current day, um, how have you seen the industry change? Is it mm-hmm. better or for worse? And, and yeah. wh- what trends have you seen?
1: Yeah, for the most part, I, mean, I want to call myself an optimist but i guess in trying to be optimistic for the most part i think that it's better like even when i declared and this fellowship had like just started and before this fellowship there was really nothing that was trying to address the fact that there is a lack of black people people of color doing this kind of work um, there have been a lot more museum exhibitions on black artists which is really fruitful like they institutions have been collecting more the number of them is still like pretty drastically low but you can see that they're shifting like even the idea of MoMA expanding to bring in new perspectives is something to like bring new perspectives to the collection so they're trying to show more art they haven't been showing they're trying to really like make people like not only see the like Van Goghs and the Picassos and the Monets that they might know they're trying to like really think about like okay like who is someone Southeast Asia who was thinking about the same things that these artists that you might already be familiar with are also thinking about but also to that same extent there's a the notion that like Okay, think about and the way that they're spinning and like how they're exhibiting their collection But then also think about like who it is that they're hiring like for instance my fellowship is a wonderful thing You get to meet a lot of people it's catered towards like also professional development so They're trying to help you get somewhere but like I am a terminal person. Like they are not really, the institutions are not necessarily hiring new people to be doing this work. People who like are have more expertise and who deserve to be there because what they're concerned with is like what these people like, practice. Like hiring sometimes is needs to shift and change as well as like ideas about the institution Uh, and so there are ways in which it is moving there are ways in which it's not moving also because the art world likes to think of itself as this progressive place it often thinks that it is where where it is not but you know i mean like part of my thing is that like i'm always trying to make it so that when someone else comes in who's after me that they have it better set up so like when i'm saying so when there are things that i think like are lacking for me or that i think should not be happening to me i'm very very capable of sitting down and letting you know because if i don't let you know you'll do it again Mm -hmm. and i'm not trying to have you perpetuate any of that Mm -hmm. and so it very much so as like as more of us are entering the space it is shifting around us and because of us and we hope that that
0: continues to happen got it that is amazing um and just last question of the day Mm -hmm. i'm curious if there are any communities whether online or offline that you Mm -hmm. would direct people of color interested in the world
1: of art. Um, I mean, I would definitely look at certain spaces that are really, like, I mean, I don't, it's interesting. There are, like, people, there are point people who I think are really good, and some of those point people are honestly just, like, artists, like, Devin Morris, um, Elliot Jerome Brown Jr. There is, like, Toyin, there's Shabalov Self. Like, there are artists such as, like, the Studio Museum in Harlem in and of itself is an entity. The artists in residence that they have Mm -hmm. are phenomenal they're doing great work, the museum is doing great work. Um, but so much of it is honestly just you finding another like black person person that you like, and then just like going to the spaces where they're like, where they are exhibiting, like where creators you like are, and then sort of just reaching out and meeting them. Because it's not so much that there's like, little like pocket of community space, mm-hmm. so much as that like everyone comes into their own community in their own ways, and there's just so much overlap because of interest, because of the work. Um that's happening and like the way where you're able to find those people is expanding as
0: well. Got it. That that is amazing. Thank you so much for Thank today. You. Thank um you. is there anything you'd like to promote or if someone has a question how they should reach <laughs> you?
1: Um yes. I don't have anything to promote, but if you do have any questions, feel free to email me nectarknuckles@gmail.com. I'm always on my email, just in those I will like I will respond to you. Yep. So, yeah, feel free to be in touch and happy to help in any way
0: wonderful